Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, fitness for real people, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. On this week's episode, Gabrielle interviews Terry J, the cowgirl shaman. Born with an intuitive ability and sense of clairvoyance, Terry has helped thousands of people with financial, relationship, and health issues with her guidance and has taught many more to tap into their intuitive abilities. And now here's your host, personal trainer and stretch therapist, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar, and on today's episode, I have Terry J. She is an author, speaker, clinician, and entertainer. Um, she's an intuitive medium and animal communicator, horse whisperer, and she's going to talk to us today about her business and some books she's written. So welcome to the show, Terry. Thank you so much for having me, Gabby. It's really an honor to be here. Of course. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Um, just go into all of it and tell us who you are. Well, I'm a really down-to-earth Nevada cowgirl. And so when I had my opening, is what I call it, 30 over 30 years ago, um, you could have knocked me over with a feather. But I basically heard a nonverbal child speak to me when I was doing my horseback therapy program. And one thing's led to another, and now I know that not only is anything possible to glean from the universe, but that everybody has these abilities. They're not gifts. Every time somebody says, oh, yes, I have gifts, I just want to puke. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Because <laughs> these are abilities that we're born with, but we shut them off in childhood. Mm -hmm. So then it's just a matter of learning to turn them back on. And that's what my books do is teach you how to turn back on the intuitive abilities that you are born with. And this is so important for health. I know your podcast really focuses on health and fitness, and that's so important. But the big part of the equation that often gets left out is that emotions cause disease. Yes, you know, absolutely. Disease is issues in the tissues. So if we're not dealing with our stuck negative emotions, we're going to make ourselves sick. And then we're going to go for allopathic medicine, which is drugs and surgery. I mean, wonderful choices. And then we still have the stuck negative emotions. So that's why they can't give you the cure word. Because if you haven't dealt with the negative emotions, then your dis-ease can come back. Right. So how did you get started in this field? What was, you know, what was your inspiration for going into this and trying to help other people? It was really just what I shared is that I heard a nonverbal child speak to me. And then when I had it confirmed, I was shocked. And then a gal that was helping me just met, very matter of fact said, well, if you can hear him, you ought to learn to communicate with the horses because all animals are telepathic. And I thought, wow, that'd be so cool to be able to talk to the horses <laughs> and not have to train them or worry about them or I'd be able to check in. Besides the fact that I could thank them for their contribution. Because what they did with those kids was just nothing short of miraculous. Yeah, I know uh, a lot of um, autistic children work with horses for horse therapy, and it helps to calm them. Um, I don't know too much about it, but I do know that it it act, it is a very good form of therapy for nonverbal and autistic children. Um, I I wouldn't assume that you could talk to them. If you, if I could talk to my dogs, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Okay, learn how to do it. I think the biggest thing we miss is we have sometimes we have like a predetermined 
sort of idea about what they think about, how they feel, and we can be so wrong. Oh my goodness. And, and when they communicate with us, it's with a visual image, a taste, a smell, a sound, a feeling. The feelings can either be emotions or pain. And so we need to learn to listen in a different manner and then also learn to look different, listen, listen faster because they don't understand the rules of polite conversation where I talk, I wait, you talk. Right. You know, they don't get that. So it's a, a conversation mentally with a dog sounds like this. Hey, did, oh, what? Did, oh, did you, <laughs> oh, you don't even get to finish your sentence mentally. <laughs> and too many people get wrapped up in what they want to say to their dogs and how they want to say it, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So how do you kind of turn that on? Uh, obviously, you describe this in your books, but how do you turn it on for people to be able to uh, have those intuitions and be able to speak to, or not necessarily speak to, but but listen and hear uh, what animals are saying or what a nonverbal child might be saying? Because obviously, I have we seven steps. I really got to make it easy. I'm a real simple person, and so I have the seven steps in my book, which is to set your intention you know, really get out of your own way. There's a, a three-point connection you can make. You want to make sure you're really well-grounded, make sure you turn on your abilities, and then you make sure you turn off your abilities. When you're done or you'll get overwhelmed. And then you disconnect energetically from whoever it is that you're talking to. Mm -hmm. And now, because I've been doing this so long, I, I don't even think about it, but I just, I just check I'm grounded because everything else is just so automatic for me. So it's, it's amazing what you hear. Yeah, I'm sure I could only imagine. I mean, we I obviously have a, a, a dialogue of what my animals say to me or, and it may not necessarily be what, what they're thinking or feeling, especially if they're sick. Most animals cover pain. Oh, yeah. so they don't they don't tell you that they're in pain. They don't tell you that something's wrong. So it, being able to understand that and know even if you know, obviously if they're shaking or if they're whining, we know that's pain, but you may not necessarily know exactly what's going on because you can't, I mean, you can only take your best guess, right? Right. But the other thing that you get when you start doing this method is you can develop medical and veterinary intuition. I mean, I have veterinarians and, and doctors that call me and they go, I'm really stumped. I don't know what the heck this is. And they'll tell me just a first name so we don't go into HIPAA and what's going on with the person or the animal and what the symptoms are. And boom, I got it. It's really bizarre how it works. I love it hmm. because it, um, it, the stories that I can tell are just unbelievable. And I have um, incredible stories in my second book, which, which is just out in October. And that's intuitive communication, communicating with people that can't. And the, the case studies in there, I keep reading through it, but I did that. And then I have to remind myself, yeah, you did. Because I'm so detached from the outcome that once we're done with it, it's like, wow, that really happened. That was cool. Yeah, it's so life-changing stuff. What kind of, can you give us an example of uh, one of your stories for a person that you have helped with your ability? There was um, uh, a client in Hawaii and I was supposed to do a lost cat reading and, and I heard before I called her, cat found. 
And so I called her anyway, and I was going to refund her money and, you know, just sort of touch base with her. And I heard, no, no, man's sick. And that's how you hear from your guide sometime. I went, okay. So when I called her, I said, I hear you found your cat. And she said, how did you hear that? And I said, what? She goes, the cat just this minute showed up. I said, well, guidance must have known the cat was coming home. And I said, I'm happy to refund your payment, but I'm hearing man sick. And she said, that's so bizarre. Um, uncle is in the hospital with a ruptured brain aneurysm. They're asking us to disconnect life support. And I said, do you want to talk to him? And she said, you can do that? And I said, oh, yeah, easy. So I tuned into him and the details he gave me were mind boggling. He showed me a table with a vinyl tablecloth that his bills were stacked right next to where he ate. He asked them to please take care of his bills, which I thought was weird until I realized he's still in physical form. He's still, you know, here on earth. So he's going to have earthly concerns. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I started smelling green coffee. I didn't understand it. I said, I'm smelling coffee, but it smells raw or green. She says, he's a coffee farmer. And I went, oh my goodness, like Kona, Kona coffee, duh, right? Yeah. And then um, um, he showed me this little rickshaw looking thing. And I called it that, but it was motorized. And that's what he used to take the coffee beans out of the fields. So it was pretty bizarre. Well, anyway, when I turned into him, he was sitting on a fence. And so to me, that meant it hadn't been determined if he was going to stay or go. So I asked him, I said, would you like to try energy healing to see if we can get you healed up? And he, and he said, yes. So I referred them to an energy healer that I use. And the family got him one session and he woke up out of the coma and went home. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, it was just bizarre. That is bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, but that's energy healing. That's why energy healing is so important. And it really frustrates me. I mean, we need allopathic medicine and veterinary medicine. Don't get me wrong. I am not against it at all. But at the same time, if we and our animals are 99% energy and only 1% physical, why is that our only choice is to deal with the 1%? You know, why isn't energy healing more acceptable? And of course, we know the reason is there's no money in it. Well, I mean... We do have like uh, Chinese medicine doctors that still, I go and get acupuncture and oh God, it's great. You, know, you have the, there are energy healers. It's just not, it's not as commonplace as it would be to go to a Western medical doctor. Right. And I don't know why or when that started, because obviously that kind of practice has been around for thousands of years. So why it is less accepted or less less accepted as healing and Mm -hmm. more as like uh voodoo or magic or mental or whatever it is but i mean herbs and acupuncture and your um energy and um chakras all of that i mean that's been around for thousands of years it's not anything new right you know western medicine has only been around for a hundred years right you know so it it is it's such good stuff especially for the animals i you know i always tell my my clients that have horses have you done chiropractic did you do acuscope which is microcurrent therapy it's so good and and did you treat for ulcers? And did you treat for EPM, which is very common? 
And it's like, if, if you do those four things, you probably aren't going to need me. Really, if you just do those four things, you don't need a consult. And, and they'll go, no, no, I want you to talk to my therapist. And I usually come up with one of those things, you know, that they haven't done. Yeah. Uh, how can we address being stuck with negative emotions in order to move past them, especially when we were talking about energy healing and, and emotions? How can we get rid of or move past those stuck emotions, especially ones that we've lived with our entire lives? I think a lot of stuff goes back to childhood. Really, right. it goes back right. to childhood. And the, the, the issue is always the same. It's becoming disempowered. You know, we're born powerful. We've just come from source energy. And we know, you know, intuitively that we are here to create. And we're here to create with our thoughts and our feelings. And it's almost like we intuitively know about the law of attraction, but it's never been taught to us. You know, we have to learn that later on in life. And if we can just simply write letters to those who have taken our power, and if we don't remember it, but remember a situation, just to do it to whom it may concern and write that person a letter, tell them off, and then you burn the letter while you say out loud, nobody's ever going to treat me like that again. That's how you take your power back. It was so fascinating to me is that we will continue to repeat those negative patterns through our adult life until right. we deal with the childhood ones. It's, 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 a, it's amazing where you go, oh, that's a repeated thing that you have from child. No, no, no. My clients always say, yeah, 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 I say. And then they finally go, oh, wait a minute. I know what you mean. And they'll get it. And then just through that letter writing and burning the letters, make sure you do it safely. You don't want any forest fires <laughs> yeah, or right. range fires. Um, but anyway, it just really makes a huge difference. Everybody will tell me after they've done that, they feel so much lighter. They feel so much lighter. They feel happier. And it really works good. It's a very simple thing to do. It is not, it, it's challenging to get your feelings out on paper where you've had to shut up and not say a word about something or, or it's hidden, especially for molestation, sexual abuse, all that stuff. Right, right. 70% of all women have had this happen to them. Right. So we wonder why we have so many, you know, uterine cancers and cervical cancers and ovarian cancers. That's, that's all childhood crap. Same thing with bowel issues. It's childhood issues. That's the second chakra. Right. Yeah. And I think we don't associate it with those things either. I think a lot of times too, when something happens as a child, it's something you carry with you, even if you don't necessarily remember it vividly, because if right. you're not fully developed, I think it's the age of 12 is when your brain starts to understand things. Right. So before the age of 12, you know, you don't, understand why something's happening to you or sure. why someone's saying something to you or doing something to you. So your understanding of it is very different than if you're an adult and somebody, you know, does something inappropriate to you, you know, that that's wrong and you right. understand what's happening and you can comprehend it differently. So if something happens to you as a child, as something as small as, you know, having a younger sister <laughs> or, or as big as being molested right. or, you know, dealing with abuse. It's something you carry with you 
for right. a long period of time until yeah until you actually deal with it yeah and absolutely like you said it is it's very hard to confront those things in yourself because sure. we try to repress everything it's our strongest muscle repression is. is our strongest muscle it is i mean and even even think about think about being sick or being hurt a lot of times people don't deal with it and right. you just think oh, i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine until you're not fine right and it's kind of the same thing you just want to push it down deny it push it away and that's yep. what causes major problems so i absolutely definitely absolutely understand um so you you said that um your work and is mostly uh or is science-based physics-based can you explain yes. that oh i'm i'm happy to share it because i really want to take the woo-woo out of this yeah somebody goes oh yes i have gifts really i just want to throw up no you don't <laughs> somebody that's like an like a, a musician or a singer you know, or, or they do artwork, those people are the ones that are gifted. This is an ability that we all have. And yeah. so we've shut it off. We just got to shut it back, you know, turn it back on. It's that simple. And I love physics. Oh my goodness. Anything about physics, quantum physics, I, I'm there. I'm watching it. I'm sucking it up. I'm reading about it because I know that that's what this is. Everything is energy, frequency, and vibration. So I know that all I'm doing is picking up on frequencies and vibrations that other people miss. That's all. Hmm. So tell me a little bit about, you You said you have two books. Uh -huh. um, what are the books? What are they about? Obviously, you, we, don't, you know, we touched a little bit one. on it. This is my news and I'll try not to have a glare on it. Yeah, intuitive communication. <laughs> Communicating with people who can't. And okay. these are the different disabilities that prevent you from being able to communicate. Okay. And I had a, a doctor friend take a look at it to make sure that all the medical stuff I have in here is correct. The method in this is the same. It's still the same method, but this is for first responders and medical personnel and caregivers. So that if they have somebody who's got a traumatic brain injury, persistent vegetative state, a stroke, um, seizures, um, autism, nonverbal—I mean nonverbal autism, severe Alzheimer's where they've stopped talking—it um, allows you to have two-way conversations with them because you'll know what they're thinking, what they're feeling. You'll know it, and it just comes in a different way. So I'm really excited about this book, and I think it's really going to change, I think, the way medicine looks at people that aren't communicating. I really do, because they always tell you, you know, go ahead and talk to them, keep talking to them, they can hear you. But that's so frustrating, because you don't know what's going on with them. Right. And you don't know if you're going to get their consciousness, or their subconscious, or, or their higher self. You know, you don't know. And I really break it down to like those three areas, not medically, but just sort of feel feeling wise, you know, mm -hmm. you're going to feel what part of them you're getting. And then my first book, oh, I just love this one. It was so much fun to write. This one is um, the cowgirl shaman way, seven easy steps to develop your intuitive ability. And this one goes into everything that I do, talking with animals, talking with horses, I'm talking with people on the other side, people and pets on the other side, 
and it just really opens up all kinds of doors for people to be able to do all of this work. And one of the fun things I go through is 30 myths of intuitive work. And um, people, when I do a workshop or something, they'll be reading them and you see them nodding and I go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Those are not true. And oh yeah, that's right. They have to stop themselves. Um, this book is on my website. Okay. And the ebook is also on my website. Terryj.com. Terryj.com. T-E-R-R-I-J-A-Y.com. Right. And then um, the other book is only on Amazon. It's just on Amazon. Okay. So um, I love teaching people how to do this. Um, I had a gal get the book last weekend, and she's already scheduled for, for an appointment this week, just for a half hour, just so I can, you know, watch her ground and make sure she's out of her own way and just sort of coach her so that she can do it herself. And she has a nonverbal child. Hmm. So it's going to really help her to make decisions about her child. So you actually work one-on-one -on -one with people as well to coach yes. them how to turn on their intuition. Right. And it's really fun. I, I really corner them kind of and have them do a reading for me mm -hmm. and and they get so scared to do it it's like no quit worrying about it if you're right or wrong just give it a try tell me what you see tell me what you feel and tell uh it's fun it's really fun so tell me who you think would benefit the most from your books or working with you there's so many people that are evolving. They're raising their vibration. They're raising their frequency. They're becoming much more spiritually evolved. Mm -hmm. and, and they're lost because, you know, half the time they think they're nuts. <laughs> you know, I heard a bird. This bird said something to me. That, is that right? Am I, is, it, is it true? Of course you heard it. You know, or, or, you know, I see dead people. <laughs> that was yeah. my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> of course you see them. They're around all the time. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so, you know, when people pass, they, they, re they just leave everything negative behind in the earthly realm. Their pain, their suffering, their anguish, unfinished business, regrets, all of that garbage gets shed off and left behind in the earthly realm. Well, if you're an intuitive or if you're a medium, you can tune into that negative energy garbage. And if you don't know better, if you don't have discernment, you can share what you're getting out of that garbage as if it is how the person is on the other side. It's never true. Mm -hmm. Everybody goes to the other side instantly and everything negative gets shed off and left behind. So if you ever do a medium reading with somebody and they're getting negativity, get out of there because what they're doing is dumpster diving. Seriously, they're dumpster diving. So um, it's very challenging, you know, to teach that because if you're not thinking about is this positive or negative in every moment, you might tune into that negativity too. And it's very detrimental. Yeah. So what else are you working on for the future? Oh, I'm so excited. My third book, I'm about, about, I'd say about halfway done with it. And it's on mediumship, specifically on mediumship. And the subtitles cut the crap, you know, because that's really how I feel about it. And I won't tell you what the title is, but it's good too. And I hope to have that out this year, um, hopefully by summer. Um, I am in a series. Oh, I'm so excited. I did a reading for a guy, <clears throat> God, back in 2005. <laughs> and um told him that his wife was a hooker 
his brand new bride was a hooker and he was just devastated. So come to find out he hired a detective and detective followed her and yep, she was a hooker. And she was also involved in all kinds of other really awful things like sex trafficking and passport fraud and like all kinds of fun things. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. So he wrote a book, he wrote a screenplay and I'm playing myself in the series. So I'm really excited about that. I can't say who's going to have it or anything. If you want to sign up for my newsletter, you can do that, you know, on my website and then you'll find out what it is, what it's going to be called. And of course, obviously when it's going to be on. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm pitching my own show like crazy. I really want it to be called, I can't make this stuff up, but I want to use the other S word. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So um, that, that'll be really fun. And I don't want to do any BS. You know, you, the, you watch the other medium shows, they're just boring. Yeah. You know, they're just boring. And, and a lot of them have been proven to be frauds because they have their staff interview people mm-hmm. and, and then make notes and then they give them the notes while they're doing the reading. I mean, that's terrible. Yeah, that's really terrible. This stuff is easy. It's easy. Um, and I don't want to, I'm, I'm not even going to want to know the names of the people that I'm going to work with on the show. I'm not, you know, I'm going to have them sit down. What's your name? How can I help? That's it. And make sure that I don't even meet the people ahead of time. Cause I want it to be real. Yeah. And then I want to do just reading after reading after reading. We don't want to show me going to the grocery store, working out at the gym. Cause that doesn't happen. But um, it really just needs to be readings because people that believe in it want to be amazed and people that don't believe in it, but are interested in it, want to be convinced. Right. And that's what needs to be shown on a show. Right. It's, it's so important. And just that would make a really good show because I could be doing a reading on a horse and get a health issue on the person and I'll bring it up. Or the other day, I had a horse tell me that the owner was grieving. Hmm. I mean, it was shocking. And I said, your horse says you're grieving. And then she burst into tears. She said, yes, I am. And I said, well, can I help with that? And, and I did. And I talked to the person that had passed away that they were missing. And, you know, it turned out totally different than we had expected. So I love it when it takes twists and turns like that, too. Yeah. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, obviously, if they want your books, they can go to terryj.com. Um, um, or, or Amazon. Amazon's or Amazon. Um, <laughs> if they go to Amazon, they just search the title or can they search for your name as well? I think either way. Okay. I think either way. And then if somebody wants to get a hold of you for reading or to learn how to unlock their intuitiveness and their medium, uh, how would they do that? Um, best way is through my website. There's tons of places to email on there. Mm-hmm. And I really encourage people, if you're on the fence about this, go look at the press kit because there's all kinds of videos and podcasts. My, my sizzle reels there, my pilot is there. So, you know, go take a look at all of it and look at all of the things that I, that I've done. It's, it, I'm, I'm really, I feel really blessed that I, that I get to do this. It's just so much fun. And, um, so they can find all that on your website as well. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with today that you think is important? I just think it's really important to know that these are abilities that everybody has that just need to be developed. And then the only difference between me and them is I've been doing it for over 30 years. Every day, you know, for my living, 
So I'm going to have an easier time with it than they, they would, but it doesn't mean they're not going to eventually be able to do it. Well, thank you. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I will have your website in the show notes um, and I'll link the um, books as well so that okay, people can get that. And if they want to contact you, hopefully they will. And we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll, I'll talk to my dogs. My little sick dog who's got kidney disease is 17. Uh, he just turned 17 years old. So maybe it would be good to see how he's doing and what's going on. And I can make a suggestion about that. Get uh, injectable glutathione. Yeah. Injectable glutathione can really make a difference. I have one in kidney failure. He's 15 and a half. Yeah. Poor doggies. But yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I really appreciate it. You gave us some really interesting information today. Well, thank you so, for having me, Gabby. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Um, I, I'll put everything in those show notes. And then, um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. So everyone, we'll, uh, we'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. If you would like more information on today's episode, you can find it in the show notes and on Gabrielle's website at www.destinationfitcations.com. Visit to keep an eye out for upcoming fitcations. Be sure to share the show, give this podcast a review, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Join us next week to hear more stories from people just like you. This has been the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with Gabrielle Mazar.